Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you believe in, like, soulmates? Like, that there's, like, one person for everyone? Yeah. I think being married once is kind of why I was curious, because, like, like, I'm sure there was a point in time where you thought she was, like, your one soulmate or whatever. I'm so not going to lie, I, I did for yeah. a period of time, yeah, I mean, yeah. I did. I was wrong. Like, yeah. I was. I don't know, but my point is, I believe in fate, but I don't necessarily believe in, like, soulmates. I don't really think, that, like, you just have, like, one soulmate. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, Married at First Sight Edition. It's all nothing. <laughs> if you guys only knew the amount of times that I just like sing that little bit in my head, you would probably, you know, um, put a prayer up for me. And you probably just should do it anyway, just to, just to cover all the bases. Um, let's talk about this episode. You know, another, I don't want to say it's a flop, but you know. There are times where we have to watch episodes or even whole seasons of shows that are like setting the ground for drama and more. And I, this episode is usually the one where I'm like, eh, you know, it's like a necessary episode, but it doesn't really do a whole lot of for me because I need mess and I need content. And it really was just like a rehashing of everything. There were no surprises really to me, but I'm going to say this now, like, oh, it's going to be a short episode, but again, it's probably, I'm going to look down and it's going to be, you know, seven hours later. So here we go. Let's get started. Um, we're basically counting on the days at this point. It's, it goes from like a week leading up to decision day to a couple days, that whole time span. Um, everybody's leaving the vacation house from last week. Except for Jacob, who already left. So Haley was feeling some type of way at the end of last week's episode because she figured, oh, we had made such strides, mm, footage not found, um, during the vacation and all of a sudden Jacob leaves. He didn't communicate with me and it just feels like we took a step back because I, maybe he did something and maybe this is one of his, you know, uh, one of a thousand of his passive aggressive, silent ways of um trying to seek dominance in this relationship turns out she was wrong when she gets back to the apartment jacob says that 
He had left around 7.30 that morning because his friend, or his neighbor rather, was taking care of his dogs, and they work in production, so they leave quite early. He said that they usually leave around 4.30 in the morning, so he was just getting a little anxious about the dogs being left alone for too long. He looked through at the cameras and saw that they were both staring at the door, like waiting for somebody, so he just got really antsy and decided to just leave. Haley, of course, is like, I totally understand that. I just thought that, like, something had happened. Of course, she doesn't tell him this. She tells us this. I thought that he left because of me. I'm glad that's not the case. But I also still feel like he could have communicated that with me. So then we see scenes of, like, everybody coming back from vacation that day. So we start off with Virginia and Eric. They're back at their apartment. And Virginia starts talking about how, you know, they had a couple of disagreements on vacation but she feels like now they're able to make up quicker than they used to be and she feels like that is a little bit more progress for them eric kind of chalks it up to you know we've known each other for less than two months and i feel like i still have a lot to learn about virginia and virginia says you know sometimes i feel like i know you and sometimes i feel like it's kind of like i don't know you at all and eric says he feels like Virginia is still holding back a little bit with decision day coming up and he's a little bit worried about that. Well, you should, you should. The spirit of discernment is, well, I don't want to say discernment is with Eric this episode, but he's definitely um, realizing things, but not really the way he should. We'll talk about that more. Um, so Ryan and Clara are getting some dinner after getting back. And in a confessional, Clara says that she feels like, she could not have been matched with a better person. I disagree. <laughs> but Ryan still hasn't said I love you yet. And she says if he hasn't said it by decision day, she would feel really hurt. So then Clara asks Ryan if he feels like he's changed at all since the wedding or if she's changed at all since the wedding. And he says, you know, I just feel like now I have like a bigger responsibility and, you know, it's a wide ranging net of responsibility and, you know, um, they're all focused towards you, Clara, but you know, they're different responsibilities than I used to have. Okay. Buzzwords. This man really speaks like, what is his job? Because he's giving like, um, sort of motivational speaker. He talks in a lot of like business buzzwords he's very left brain is left brain the one that's like more analytical let me look this up before i sound like a dummy even more than i already do hold please wow i was actually right wow that's a real win for me because that those are one of those things that i just like you know, like, we all have things that we just, like, refuse to commit to memory. And, like, which brain is left or right brain? Which one is artistic and which one's analytical? Like, I don't care enough to really commit that to my memory. But I'm glad. I mean, it was a real Hail, Hail Mary for me. So, glad I got it right on the first part. Um, so, I just, I don't like Ryan. <laughs> I don't like him. I just feel like he's so corny. And I feel like Claire is such a light and I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why they keep trying to convince us that they're so perfect for each other. Like, literally, when? When have we seen evidence of them being perfect for each other 
all I can recall is like seeing them sort of dance around these issues and have these half conversations and then silences and then Ryan just says, sure, sure, yeah, sure. And that's it. I don't get it. If y'all see something that I don't, let me know. You can email me at everyonesbusinessbutmine at gmail.com. But I don't get it. But I guess it's like, if you keep saying it, I guess I have to believe it, right? Um, so then Ryan says, you know, I wouldn't call you high maintenance, but there are a certain set of responsibilities that come with you. And, you know, like, I just didn't realize that how they would be at the top of my mind. And so Clara says, you know, her life has completely changed. Like she used to sit and watch TV all day. And then maybe her friends would call her to go for a drink. But now she's like, looks at the clock and sees it's 1030 at nine. And it's like, man, how am I even awake? Please let me go to sleep. I'm like, God, probably because you're going through, you know, 15 hour a day. motivational speeches about, you know, reaching your highest potential, which is probably exhausted. And she's not even getting any more mini donuts out of the deal. You know, like it's not even worth it. Um, and she's not even, you know, she's not getting any kind of D no donuts and no dick. What's the point. Okay. Um, Ryan tells Clara, like, I feel like I'm turning you into an old soul like me. Honestly, that sounds menacing. Like get out part two. Like, I'm taking over your soul. It wouldn't sound menacing if it wasn't anybody, if it was anybody else. But with Ryan, it's like, ugh. (laughs) It's like you're sucking all of the life out of her. That's not fun. He's a succubus. He really is. A succubus and a a 1619 Project t-shirt. Moving on to Brianna and Vincent, you guys. They're in bed. Vincent says he's really happy that there was no drama on the trip. Nobody got slapped. <laughs> and he says, you know, I think pretty much I can figure out, like, who's going to stay, say what on decision day. And Brianna's like, oh, let's talk about that. And I, that's what I want to see. I want to see more of the couples gossiping about other couples. More of the couples shit-talking other couples. That's my kind of carrying on. And I love this, but it was a very brief moment in time. Vincent says his prediction is that somebody's going to throw a curveball and he thinks that it might be Haley and Jacob. And he thinks, like, I think something might happen there. Like, I think that they're actually going to say yes, even though it seems like these people could not get along less than what they're doing now. I think we might get a curveball with those two. And so Brianna says, Okay, sure, maybe, but, like, you don't really want to force something that's not there between them, but, you know, you really don't know what the outcome will be until you're put into a situation. And then she says the one thing that she's been hesitant about and has questioned in their relationship is the fact that she thinks Vincent's a little bit unorganized. She's like, but I think it's something that I can help you with because I'm organized enough for the both of us. Of course. We all know what's going to happen now, okay? She's threatened his Dominican manhood, and now he's going to get into, like, a full-on pout session. So Vincent starts off by saying, like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm unorganized. And she's like, you know, I just think it's, like, a trait that comes naturally to some people and not others. So then we cut to Vincent in a confessional, and he says... You know, the fact that she called me out kind of hurt me. And at this point in the process, like, it's really hard for me to hear that. And then he says, you know, it says that you've, 
Vincent tells Brianna that you can't, you kind of got to work with what you got with somebody, you know, you can't really expect people to be perfect because, you know, then he throws it back at her and he says, you know, in this process, like, for example, I told the experts that I didn't want to be married to somebody who's super direct. And Brianna's like, oh, okay, you said that. And he's like, well, you know, like I told them that I didn't want somebody who's assertive. And I'm going to be honest, when we were on the wedding day and everybody was saying that you were bossy, it was really turned me off. And then we cut to Brianna in a confessional and she says, you know, the fact that he used the term turn off is really off putting for me. And that's not something you ever want to hear somebody say about something that's inherent to you. And it felt like a punch in the stomach to her. It really just felt kind of, not kind of, it felt petty of him to say that. Like, she just hurt me, so I'm going to hurt her back. And I don't think, we'll talk about this later, because I have some theories about, about Vincent and that comment. So let's move on to now everybody, all the couples are meeting individually with their friends to talk about whatever concerns they may have. Did I miss something? Because I feel like we saw everybody except for Jacob and y'all, I can't like scroll back between two hours and try and find it. It seems like it would have been really hard for me to miss an entire scene of Jacob. I just feel like we didn't see one, but even if there was one and I happened to miss it, I feel like, what is he going to say? Mumble, mumble, sauna, mumble, mumble, Sophie the dog, grumble, grumble, beach in my backyard, blah, 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 ugly clothes. You know, he doesn't, there was nothing really there, I'm sure. And that's probably why they scrapped it. So Ryan is utilizing the apartment complex game room to play some shuffleboard with his large ginger friend. And so they sit down and, you know, Ryan says everything's good. And, you know, within 12 to 16 hours, (laughs) he knew exactly, you know, within 12 to 16 hours of meeting Clara, he knew exactly why they were matched together. And then he says, you know, she's bold and creative and courageous and quirky, but The toughest part about the whole thing is that it's an expedited process and there are things that they have to continuously learn about each other. And see, y'all see what I mean? Like business, business, like I'm surprised he didn't create some sort of PowerPoint. I'm surprised there aren't like charts and pie, pie charts and graphs and stuff. It's like boring. Clara deserves more than somebody who talks like this about their relationship. Yuck. (laughs) Um, and he's not even fun on top of that. Like, never mind. He just, ugh. <laughs> and that hair. Why have we not addressed the hair? Okay, moving on. Um, so Big Ginger asks him what the biggest challenges have been in terms of their personalities. And Ryan says, you know, Clara really puts her emotions and feelings out there. And there are just some days that he just doesn't want to. And he's emotionally out of feelings, but like they're constantly talking about feelings because of Clara and it's, you know, it's not bad, but sometimes I just want to talk about sports, you know? Oh, so she's the boring one. And when does he have the opportunity to feel tapped out and talking about his emotions? Because he talks about them as if 
you know, oh, uh, we're in, we're in Q2 of our relationship. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of gains and, uh, you guys clearly know that I'm not in the corporate world, <laughs> but I, I just, I, ugh. like, when have you been talking about your feelings ever? You've talked more about your feelings to Claire's mother than you have anybody else like barely talk about your feelings in a confessional so do you even have emotions to be tapped out on talking about them with like and I I feel like we also haven't seen evidence of Claire being all that emotional towards him like I said earlier it seems like every time every conversation that we see them they're really dilly-dallying and dancing around and pussy-popping around their emotions and really if I think you would be quite surprised to hear what Clara really felt. <laughs> if you're really tired of her feelings, oh, you're really in for a surprise, my guy. Wait until you see um, how, with the feelings she shared to all the wives about how you're not giving her any. So really, she's sparing you, my guy. You have no idea. No clue. So then his ginger friend says, you know, what is your... What are the biggest, what's the biggest thing that you feel like you guys have to talk about before decision day? And Ryan's like, you know, I just want to talk about our goals, how our goals are going to fit together. What are our goals professionally, personally, long-term plans, charts and graphs, business, business, boring, boring. The way he's like trying to be so analytical about the situation is if he could just crunch a few numbers and figure out whether or not he's going to be married to this woman and continue on in a relationship with, with her is exactly why she needs to say no at decision day. Because this shit is whack. Okay. It's really lame. <laughs> and it only gets more lame. Oh my God. I can't wait to talk about this. So Ginger asks, like, are you, do you guys, do you think that you guys are on the same page? And we see a flashback of Clara with a mouth full of mini donuts as she so eloquently said she felt like she was at one of those conferences where they bait you into, you know, uh, free food, free lunch, and you have to talk about a timeshare. Um, she tells Ryan in that flashback, she doesn't really have a lot of goals. And Ryan just tells his friend, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Maybe you should write that down in, um, Google documents and see what comes up. Maybe type that in. Okay. Moving on, Brianna Skypes with her mom and she basically says that she's reaching out to her mom because she doesn't make any sort of big decisions without her mom. They talk about everything and there's no way that she can go into decision day without having this conversation. So she, um, her mom asks if she's nervous and Brianna says, yeah, like I wasn't before, but now I am. And she says that she thinks that she and Vincent are really good together, but one thing that concerned her was that he's not so organized. And she tells her mom, I told him that, and he clearly took offense to it. And Vincent is really easily embarrassed, and he tends to take things more seriously than they actually are and how I mean them. So then her mom says, this sounds like a communication issue, and that's really a big deal. Thank you, mom. Thank you. I like that she, it is, it's definitely like a communication issue, but it's also 
something's going on. And I feel like I brought this up a couple weeks ago or maybe last week that Vincent seems very, um, I don't want to say damaged, but he just seems very, he, he, like he's got a lot of triggers from his past relationships and he's carrying those triggers into his marriage. And that's really, really difficult and something that he's going to have to deal with and really consider. Um, <clears throat> so then Brianna says, you know, I just feel like she tells him, her about the comment about being how being bossy was a turn off. And she's like, I just feel like that is inherent to me. Like, I don't think that's something that I can change. So when he says that that's a turn off, and I feel like this is who I am at my core. That's a, it's like a personal jab at me. And then her mom says, well, we didn't mean to call you a boss in a bad way or in a mean way. It's just that when you say something, you mean it and you expect people to follow in line, which to me seems like the textbook definition of bossy, <laughs> right? Like she tried to clean it up, but it doesn't sound any different from what actually bossy means it seems like you said what you said and you meant what you said and that's fine but like let's not try to clean it up when it is what it is girl it is what it is do i think brianna has an issue with her quote-unquote bossiness um you know like i said i think her mom is right like it's a communication issue and i think that brianna it's not that she's bossy it's that she's blunt and Vincent wants somebody who's going to lobby softballs at him and not be direct with him like what he calls bossy and assertive he means honest and direct and he basically is just saying I don't really want somebody to be that honest with me I want to be able to do what I do and skate through life and not be called out for things and that's not healthy and it's not ever going to work. I feel like if he got what he supposedly said he asked for, meaning like a not quote unquote bossy person or a not quote unquote assertive woman, he would not be as satisfied. I think Brianna is ultimately challenging him. I don't think she's mean. I just think there are a lot of people who can't handle people being direct with them. I, I really think, like, she is right to differentiate her saying that he's disorganized with him saying that being bossy was a turnoff for him. Like, that's mean. <laughs> what he said is not nice. What she said was maybe too direct for most people's liking. You know, it's not for everybody, but... You're also a grown-ass man, you know? And ultimately, it's not like anybody off the street saying that to you. Like, it's your wife. You know she fucks with you. You know she really cares about you. You know she loves you. So, you know, you sometimes are going to have to take things on the chin. Not everything that somebody says to you, especially your wife, is going to be easy to hear. But you can't just say, oh, well, something about you is a complete turn. Like, you can't just jab 
because you thought that you were being jabbed at. I don't think at any time Brianna's tried to intentionally be vindictive or mean to him. And I think I wish he would realize that because it's annoying and it's really immature, <laughs> frankly. Um, so Brianna's mom says, well, it sounds like maybe he's getting cold feet and Brianna says, you know, I'm just not going to change myself for anybody, especially because I've really changed myself in the past and in past relationships and it hasn't worked for me. I'm not satisfied. I don't feel like myself that way. And her mom says, if bossy is, if being bossy is a deal breaker for Vincent, you need to cut that shit off immediately because that's who you are. That is inherent to your being. So if you don't like it, then get out, girl. Deuces. So then we get to Clara, who has a FaceTime with her friend Vicky. And she, Clara, is wearing one of those, like, baby hands. <laughs> if I don't know if you, for those of you who don't watch or who don't know who baby hand, what baby hands are, they're like these little tiny hands that you can put on your fingers. And you can, like, tuck your hand into your sleeve and it just looks like you have really small hands. <laughs> For, they're like one of the lowest forms of comedy and yet I'm delighted by them every time <laughs> they're so funny to me just to see her like holding the phone with these little tiny hands was just you know it, it I hope I can find a screenshot of it because it just tickled me it really did and yeah I'm immature deal with it okay um so it seems like Vicky might be one of Clara's only married friends or maybe her closest married friends and uh Clara starts gushing about how you know like I just feel like I have a built-in friend in Ryan and we watch tv together and it's almost like having a sorority sister except I don't have to play as pay as much money and I get to hang out with him more and it's like well you know sometimes we expose truths inherent truths about people and um without even realizing it. And um, I think Clara may have touched on something there without really realizing what she said. And, you know, I think maybe he might be more like a sorority sister. Moving on. Um, Vicky asked Clara if there have been any challenges. And of course we flashback to my favorite scene of this whole season, which is Clara popping the fuck off to all the other wives about how she's been getting Ryan off every night. He's not been doing anything. Another clip of um, Clara telling pastor Cal that she's concerned about Ryan never saying, I love you to a romantic partner. But then to Vicky, she says, her marriage is 10 out of 10. No complaints. Excuse me? Since when? Since when? <laughs> okay. Maybe you can say it's a 10 out of 10 because you guys get along on a base level, but you've said 30, 50, 11 times that you're deeply concerned about the fact that he has not said I love you to anybody, but more specifically you, you are really going to feel some type of way if he does not say I love you on decision day. And also you would like to have sex and it's not happening. And you guys really don't talk about it. That's not a 10 out of 10 for me. And it's not a 10 out of 10 for Dr. Viviana because we hear her in a voiceover saying, 
know, we expect there will be differences and struggles with all the couples and without recognizing and facing those issues head on, a marriage is being built on a shaky foundation that will eventually crumble. Thank you, Viv. Thank you, Dr. Viv. Vicky asks Claire what she's going to do on decision day. And if Ryan says no, and Claire's like, oh, he's not going to do that. Like, she's fully confident that he is going to be saying yes to her. So then we see Haley meeting up with her friend Monica at the bar. And Monica's like, oh, should we order a drink? And Haley's like, I think for a conversation like this, we need to start with shots. This is like the most um, Haley we've seen, the most personality we've seen out of Haley. <laughs> like this, It was just nice to be reminded that there is a Haley that does seem to have a little bit of a light inside of her and actually to see what she's like when she's comfortable about some around somebody. And it's not like a living game of minesweeper between she and Jacob. It's nice to see something in her aside from just like anxiety and passive aggressive behavior. She didn't give us much. I I mean, I'm not going to give her the world, but there was something, there was a little bit of a change within her. Um, So in a confessional, Haley says that marriage is a huge commitment and regardless of what happened, um, you know, she says, even though marriage has not been what I expected, (laughs) I'm at the point where I don't want to give up too quickly and I have a lot to think about. So Monica asks Haley if she's nervous about decision day and Haley says, ow, (laughs) sorry, you guys, I got my fingernail caught in my hair. Woo, that really hurt. Okay. Um, uh, Haley says that there have been times where she's wanted to run, like most of the time, but there have also been times where she and Jacob have done things together and it's been awesome. But ultimately it's been an emotional roller coaster because sometimes Jacob will wake up and he's fine and other times he's not fine. And she feels like Everybody comes into your life for a reason. So she's just confused. (laughs) So then Monica asks, what are the red flags with Jacob? And Haley says, the first one is that he's almost 39. He's never been married before. He's never had a significant relationship. And she's really uncomfortable still with the way he talks about his past decade living in Atlanta. He really can't say anything major happening in his life, except for he's basically just trying to be, have been, he's been dating and has tried to be married this entire time. So then Haley says, also, I don't understand his sense of humor, but I appreciate that he's loyal. And I do think he's a good guy. She really refers to Jacob like a puppy. (laughs) Like, he sucks in every possible way, but he does make a very good golden retriever. And I appreciate that. Um, So then Monica says, okay, what if Jacob calls you tomorrow and says, I'm sorry, my humor sucks. I dress badly. We don't really get each other. But once the cameras go down, I would really want to work on things. What would you say? And Haley says, you know, this has been such a crazy process. But I'm open open to seeing what he might be like if he comes out of a shell of it. Do we think that the issue for Jacob in part has to do with the cameras? I don't. I don't. (laughs) 
I don't think that's the problem, Haley, but you know what? I'm going to let you go on that one. Let's move on. <laughs> so then here's for some dark shit. Of course we know it's going to be Eric. <sighs> okay, so he FaceTimes with his friend. I didn't catch his name. They really have to give us more time to show who they're talking to. Because I'm not going to look back, you guys. It's not that important to me. But, like, at least show us twice what this person's name is. I don't know. Eric's friend. Eric's friend. Um, let's just call him Greg. I'm just going to call him Greg. I'm just assume that his name. Um, so Eric FaceTimes with Greg and he starts talking about how, you know, I'm the luckiest man in the world to be up to have been matched with Virginia. And his friend's like, okay, do you think that you guys are in it for the long haul? And Eric says, yeah, but they all absolutely have things that they need to work on. And he thinks that they're like, a, they push things under the rug and they have things that they need to work on, but they prefer to spend their time with each other rather than working those things out. Um, Eric, again, brings up the fact that Virginia, in his words, has had a hard past and that he she has had to deal with things that he didn't have to deal with growing up, but... Every time Virginia's opened up to him, they get closer. So, you know, he's working on being patient with her. And, you know, when Virginia's fully ready to let him in, he'll be there. I mean, the cleaning up of his behavior and the constant framing of Virginia as this broken bird that he's just like being, he's the white knight trying to just like be patient with her and be gentle. And he's all in. It's, he talks about their relationship. Like it's a Nicholas Sparks novel. Like he found her in the rain one day and he picked her up and there was a spark between them. And then he dropped her off at like her grandma's, you know, old farmhouse because that's where she lives, like on the outskirts of town. But he's like, you know, the, the well-to-do bachelor doctor in somewhere in North Carolina. Cause for some re reason that's always where Nicholas Sparks, um, sets his books. And, you know, like he's just like co a constant victim to all of her trauma that happens in the past. She has admitted that times have been tough for her and that she did not have the easiest adolescence, but like, chill let's let's calm down um we've seen how your growing up has framed you into this like dickhead so let's not act like everything was all um peach pies and baseball over at the lake family okay so then greg is like well what would you what do you think Virginia would say her biggest issue is with you? And Eric says, well, I think it might be the way I get really passionate and how I try to convey a certain topic. And sometimes it doesn't come out. Correct. Bitch. What? I mean, oh God, he disgusts me. So then we get, thank you production. Thank you editors for, you know, um, 
throwing, showing all the times that Eric's been uh, passionate and has had a hard time conveying his feelings. Um, just like a horror show of his aggressive, manipulative, emotionally abusive behavior, repeatedly telling her, like, if you don't like it, you can leave. I always get hurt. Um, if you don't want this way, then like, I'm not holding you back. And then we see footage of them that I feel like if they had showed this to us before, I would have remembered, but it was footage where clearly they were filming a scene and they cut. And you can see they have uh, the cameras around. So it was clear that like production must have left or waited or something like that because there's no way they would have just left those big cameras around their apartment if they had left for the day, right? So it what we see is footage of those cameras they have set up in the apartment in the, the corners of the walls. So we can't see them. They're clearly behind closed doors. And Eric, what we hear is Eric telling Virginia that she has been nothing but a complete asshole to him. Okay. So cut back to him. And I'm sure what he takes is her being a complete asshole is her, you know, exposing him. For not being like the perfect little pilot angel boy that he thinks that he is. She probably said some shit that he was like, oh, bitch, how dare you say that on camera? Because I'm doing the work of making our relationship seem perfect and that you're disappointing me. That I could guarantee you is what happened. I bet you she said something. I bet you he was like, cut, cut the cameras dead ass made production leave and went the fuck off on her. Guarantee you. Oh, he makes me so mad. So then cut back to him talking to Greg and he says he gets flustered and he makes, it makes her think that he means something that he doesn't and he doesn't understand why she feels that way. No, you don't call people, you don't call your wife an asshole when you're flustered. That is not like a lack of communication. That's not a communication issue. That's a you problem. That's a rage problem. That is you knowing on some level that you're an asshole. You're the asshole. And you know that you're trying to curate this sort of persona of you being this like perfect husband who, the, oh my God, this is like a whirlwind situation because, um, yeah, let's talk about your background, sir. Um, clearly, sorry, your dad must be a dick because how else would this have happened? <laughs> and clearly we saw, um, his sister-in-law basically tell Virginia a couple episodes ago that, um, Eric's brother is the exact same way as Eric is. And basically, if you don't just uh, give it up <laughs> and g just completely give up emotionally, that this is going to be a problem because they're not going to change. So you need to change if you want to be Mrs. Lake for the rest of your life and d not have a voice. And uh, come on, come on. This is a man who is just clinging to... A person that he is not. 
And that's why he's flipping out all the time. Because he's on some fraud shit. Y'all feel like if he was a genuinely good person, he would not be as concerned about the shit at all. He would not be just like constantly trying to self edit and keep her quiet. Like when they were on the way to the vacation to Hilton Head, he was like, oh, you always do this to me on camera and I told you not to do it. Like if you were that good of a guy, you wouldn't have to tell her to not do this quote unquote to you on camera. Like, bro. He knows what he's doing. He can't help himself because he doesn't know anything else. So one of you guys is rising above the circumstances that you were uh, born into. And one of you is flailing and is on the brim. And it's not who you think it is, Eric. It's not who you think it is. Ugh. So anyway, um, then he says, and this is how I know he knows, because he tells Greg you know, I know that I'm not Virginia's number one person and I'm pretty sure I'm not even her best friend right now. And then he tells Greg, you know, I feel like your spouse should be your number one person no matter what. And I'm worried about getting blindsided. Truthfully, I don't think he really would get blindsided because again, it's very clear to me that he knows that he's a dickhead and he's worried about getting embarrassed and having Virginia really tell the truth about him. He doesn't care about this relationship. He is worried about getting exposed for who he really is. I don't really think he gives a shit about Virginia in the way that he says he does. He just is all in on this relationship because he doesn't want to fail again. He doesn't want to have a divorce again. And definitely doesn't want to do it on national television because then the whole of America is going to see what he's really like. And then he's really going to be shit out of luck. Okay. Mm. Anyway, that felt good to get out. All right. Just a quick editor's note. I had to take a break because the news that Josh Duggar of Counting On got arrested by the feds just dropped. And like, ooh, best believe I will be talking about that one on Monday. With that, let's continue with Married at First Sight. So Ryan makes Clara sit down to do an Enneagram test because according to him, he feels like there's a science to compatibility because he wants to make sure that he has, quote, multiple data points because he thinks that it's something that's very important for him to understand before he arrives to that conclusion. Nerd! Shut up, nerd! Urkel, Ryan Urkel, what is with this man? I, it feels like deflection to me. It feels like I am just gambling here. And first of all, like, look up, you guys, I've done the Enneagram test. I love that type of stuff, but like, that's not going to be the defining factor it's not even going to be one of my like uh, data points to whether or not I should stay married with somebody that's not gonna be it and like I said I've taken it before I'm sure a lot of you have but there are also some like there's like a problematic past with the creator of the Enneagram test like I think maybe possibly even something like racially problematic so you might want to look into that Ryan 
Okay. Um, so Ryan says, you know, you know, when you finish and you figure out your number that there's like a compatibility website that they can look at to figure out their strengths and weaknesses. And Clara's like, oh yeah, like I did that with our star signs, something that I personally find to be a, uh, reasonable thing to do. Okay. According to Ryan, he is like, oh, well, that's basically a roll of the dice. And, you know, the stars have no impact on your life. That's like the strongest stance that we've seen him take this whole time. And okay. Okay, girl. Um, so Claire is reading off the questions like, do I strive for perfection? No. Do I see the positive uh, positivity in every situation? You know, I try to do that. Um, I feel my emotions very deeply. Accurate. I work hard to be helpful to others. Yes, it's important for me that other people like me. Mm, to a degree. Uh, I'm not afraid to tell somebody that they're wrong. Facts. <clears throat> I appreciate um, having a rule that people are expected to follow. Mm. And then she turns to Ryan and says, you know, see, normally I would have said no to that, but I feel like you've been giving crap for, to me about that recently. Um, next, I think deeply about things. No. <laughs> it's important me, for me to achieve great things. No. Um, I set ambitious goals for myself. No. <laughs> um, it's been a time trying to correct my faults and weaknesses. Eh. <laughs> Ryan's like, he's getting real stressed here. He's scratching, you know, the bald side of his head, you know, his ears, he's frowning. And in a confessional, he says, you know, to be honest with you, I'm definitely a little bit worried about this. I'm like, yeah, you should be weirdo. <laughs> you should be. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. 
BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Oh, moving on. So Vincent talks to his friend via voice chat or video chat, rather. And he says things haven't been smooth sailing the whole time. And they have had like bumps in communication. And he says that there was a little hiccup in his words after the couple's retreat. And he was, you know, he's really setting up the scene to his friend to try and make it seem like this is something that Brianna did and like he didn't have any fault in this situation. So I'm like, I'm so tired. It was such a long drive. I'm just like exhausted. And, um, you know, I, Brianna made that comment about the, me being unorganized. And basically I clapped back with her about the comment about her being bossy and how that turned me off. And then he says, I think I upset her to hear that, but I wasn't lying. <laughs> It's like, well, okay. And she probably thinks that it upset you to hear that you were uh, organized, but she wasn't lying. So why is it okay for you to say that? She, the core of who she is is a turnoff, but she said, like, I feel like you're disorganized, but I also feel like I'm organized enough for the both of us. And I'm willing to help you because I understand that that's not something that comes naturally to everybody. Now, why was that the problem? But you could basically tell her that you're turned off by who she is. Answer that question, Vinny. Um, so his friend says, you know, I don't think he, cause he was at the wedding. And so he's like, oh, you remember that they all said that she was bossy. Right. And his friend's like, you know, I don't think that when they called Brianna bossy, they were doing it to scare you. I think they were trying to say that she's assertive and Vincent, don't you want, Somebody who's direct with you? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so Vincent says, you know, when I heard that at the wedding, a lot of things ran through my head because I've always clashed with people like that in the past. And, you know, her being bossy was a fear that I had from day one. So I put a pin in that earlier and I'm going to release that pin now. So this really makes sense as to why the comments that she's made all this season, those like a few comments here and there have been striking him the wrong way because in his mind, he built up this whole thing of like, he's just waiting for the dam to break. He's waiting for the moment in which she is bossy. So now he's like on high alert. He's super sensitive. And at even the slightest indiscretion, he takes it the wrong way. He's been thinking about this the whole time. Like he just said it. So his friend tells him, you really need to think about what is going to happen when the cameras go away. And that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Because what is going to happen when she says something that you pop off on and you feel some type of way about and Dr. Viviana's not there or Pastor Cal's not there or the production isn't forcing us into a situation in which we have to talk through this and communicate. What then? What then, Vincent? So moving on, Virginia has one of these uh, mystical, magical guy friends over named Aaron to talk because she says, you know, it's important that her 
guy friends that she talks to them about this because they're the ones in, invested in making sure she's happy every day and they're like brothers to her. I wonder if we're including her actual brother in this. We don't seem to be. Not my not my story. Let's move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. So she told Aaron, you know, it's been weird from the go, like to go from being very single like she was to very married. But also she's having a little bit of an issue with Eric about personal space, among other things. Um, so Aaron asks, you know, has everything felt natural? And Virginia says, you know, everybody told me what we're going through is normal, but I, you know, I like, I don't have any frame of reference because the last relationships that I were in were in college and you know, Aaron, that they weren't the healthiest. So then Virginia says, you know, it's hard for her to see the light because she and Eric are both emotional people. And when they argue, it's really heightened emotionally. And in a confessional, Virginia says that communication is her biggest issue with Eric. Um, it's top three. I'll say that. <laughs> um, it, it's one of several. One of several. Um, and that essentially their relationship is like a, an emotional roller coaster. And it's hard to see if they're going to have that foundation to make it in the real world. And that it makes her really scared leading into decision day. So they decide to FaceTime their friend Abby. And I... Uh, Virginia tells her, you know, things were so good with us in the beginning, but we've had like a regression and, you know, we started fighting a lot in the past couple weeks. And I just feel like regression is not the word because you have been saying from jump that you guys just gloss over your issues and you just like kiss and we haven't really seen them be very physical with each other at all, have we? Compared to what we saw in the beginning. <clears throat> things have really taken a turn. But again, like, it's not fair to call it a regression when you guys were doing bad this whole time and now you're just admitting it. There's probably another word for it. You know. Um, just bad. Bad. I guess bad would be the word. <laughs> um, so, then, Virginia says that the first issue is that, like, Eric wants to, he doesn't really want to go out with her. She wants him to go out. He doesn't really want to do that. And she's like, you know, if he, it's fine if he doesn't want to go out with me, but I don't want him to make it an issue if I go out. Like, I, I just want him to be okay with the fact that I'm going out and that they're not good at communicating that with each other. Now she keeps bringing up this like drinking thing and y'all know how I feel about it and the going out thing. And I know that like, it's important to her, but also, and she's 26 and I get that, but I, I just feel like Virginia, like Eric is a lost cause. He doesn't get it. He needs therapy. He needs probably multiple therapists and he really needs to be honest with both of those therapists. Um, Virginia for me is like 60% of the way there. She understands that something is not right. And I think she even knows everything that's a real issue. But the things that she brings up are not things that she needs to be clinging so tightly to. And I said, y'all, like, I wish that she would not make me have to even remotely side with Eric. Because I, I just feel like if she was happy... 
with him in like a real way and she felt like they had a solid foundation and a good relationship or at least good enough that there was potential there and she wasn't like gazing at the future of their relationship and there wasn't like you know like a, a mushroom bomb a mushroom cloud <laughs> standing before her um I think she wouldn't be so precious about uh going out and wanting to be out at the bar and being with her friends or not even being with her friends like if you want to hang out with your friends and you want to maintain that great but that you do have to make adjustments for the fact that you have a partner and especially if you have a partner who's not really as into like being social and drinking heavily and yeah I mean I've seen a lot of relationships that are good until you bring drinking into it or weed smoking into it and if you guys don't have like if y'all aren't like somewhat in the realm of being on the same page about that like if you're dating somebody especially in your 20s if you're somebody who parties hard and you're dating somebody who's sober it's probably going to be an issue because let's just keep it to drinking. Drinking culture is such a big thing and it's such a big part of social life, especially when you live in a big town, um, that it can be really difficult to maintain a relationship with somebody who isn't into that, you know? Um, and it's hard, but I think like this drinking thing is really like, I mean, it's clearly, I don't think I know that this is like a part of a, a much bigger issue. Um, and I just wish she wouldn't cling so much to like going out to the bar and drinking because that's not the thing she should be clinging to. Y'all feel me? So Aaron asks Virginia is the reason why you guys aren't communicating due to a lack of trust between you guys. And Virginia's like, I don't know. You do know. We all know. Yes. The answer is yes. So then Abby asked Virginia, like, are you planning on moving into his place after decision day? And she says, you know, it's not, it's just like not where I want to live. His place is a bachelor pad. And I, we have committed to moving into another house. So not only do I not really want to live there, I don't want to live there temporarily move all my stuff in only to have it move back out. So I'm not going to be doing that. And so it's really going to be like, I'm living in his place. They all understand that. It, like, I think Aaron said, you know, I would hate to just move to, into somebody's house and only have like a closet for me, which is fair. Um, so uh, Virginia says, you know, like, I do love Eric, but it's been a lot and a lot that I wasn't prepared for. And my anxiety has been in an all time high because it's, this whole thing has just been harder than I expected. And so Abby's like, are you ready to do this thing for life? Like really? And Virginia's like, um, I I haven't figured it out yet. Now there's always a couple every season where they try to pretend like one of us might be a little bit more unsure than the other. And then it always comes to be that like, they end up both saying yes, with the exception of maybe, um, Iris and Keith. Sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert for those of you who are watching that season. But with the exception of them, 
I feel like every time that there's like a waffling situation that they end up just doing saying yes anyway. This I think is like a real situation where I'm praying that Virginia says no. It would give me so much pleasure, especially because of what he did at dinner. And I hope you guys all saw this because it chilled me to my core. So let's talk about that in just a second. So after this, everybody's now spoken to their friends and family. And we're now at two days before decision day. So they all have a dinner. Basically, they all the couples go on a date, not together individually, or, you know, all the individual couples, you know what I mean. <laughs> so everybody goes on a date. So let's start with Ryan and Clara. So they go to some sort of like, it's called, I think it was called pin and proper. And it's some sort of throw a football at some bowling pins. And I guess that's going to be the new thing that we see in all the reality TV shows, like move over axe throwing, move over. Um, uh, what are those things? Like those uh, rooms that you get to smash things uh, those other rooms where you do like a, a puzzle to get out, like football bowling is now the new chic thing. And this is how I know that I fuck with Clara heavy because Clara's like, bitch, I don't have any interest in doing this. I'm not going to throw the ball hard enough. Ryan is like taking out all of his like, christian rage out on these bowling pins and she's having to stand where because how it's situated is that there are two boards with the bowling pins so she has to throw it in his direction and he has to throw it in her direction because that's his board right he keeps chucking them like hard it's the football's bouncing out the wall it almost hits her in the back of the head at one point it almost hits her in her thigh at another point like he is doing this like he's got money on this game she's standing there like please don't hit me like me on the subway during showtime and you know when they new yorkers y'all know when they like uh spin around on that pole and you're like if this motherfucker hits me in my forehead like i'm gonna go off go it's like the most terrifying thing they're always you know all these like teenage sweaty b-boys who are doing um you know like uh what do you call it break dancing and they're always using the poles for those of you who guys don't know what who, what show time is they come on and they're always clapping like here <laughs> and then you know it's showtime and then they blast some like Nicki minaj remix and they're always kicking and they're always throwing their legs up on the things on the poles where you hold your hand like the handrails for like the tall people it's just like a terrifying thing. So I really related to Clara in that moment. I've never gotten hit by the way, but like I'm always, and I don't fight. I've never gotten into a fight in my life. I've never hit somebody, slapped somebody in my life, but I just always, a rage builds up within me. And I'm like, I'm going to have to, <laughs> somebody's going to have to bail me out of jail for punching a 17 year old. If he kicks me in the forehead with his J's, like it's going to be over and I'm just going to black out. And I'm going to end up in county jail, you know, probably in that jail. <laughs> they have a little jail in the Union Square subway station. That's where I'm going to end up. Anyway, um, Ryan says, you know, like he wasn't trying to be 
aggressive while playing, but it's just like a way to get out the pressure of decision day. Well, I mean, if that's you expressing your feelings, then Clara should be very nervous because you're really letting all that out, weren't you? Um, so Ryan says, you know, I didn't even come close to hitting her. There weren't even close calls. There were. I, I noted too. I noted too. Um, Ryan is wearing also the tightest jeans known to man. They're like liquid leggings on this guy. I don't even understand how he got them on. Like, we all see he's very fit, but it just felt like, damn, did you get these from the children's place, Ryan? Because they're so tight. Like, I'm concerned about him bending over, sitting down. Like, I'm concerned that his zipper might just burst and hit Clara and her, you know, fake eyelashes. And then what are we going to do? You know, he made it, but I don't know if they have some like unseen footage in which they just completely burst and somebody, you know, some, uh, somebody with a boom mic had to file for, you know, workers compensation. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, um, Ryan asked Clara what, she thinks the best part of being married at first sight has been for her. And she says, you know, we communicate so much that even when we miss each other, like even if we're not on the same wavelength, we end up coming back around. And it's been, I feel like we're like two puzzle pieces fitting together. And I feel like that's probably true, but it's also like sometimes you fit two puzzle pieces together that don't actually fit. You just kind of like force it and you're like, oh, this actually doesn't work. This actually isn't the piece that I'm supposed to be in. And I think that might be <clears throat> what we're talking about and dealing with here. Anyway, um, Ryan says all this like, <sighs> he says, you know, I feel like we're uniquely bound by this shared experience and we'll always have this connection and bond. And I wouldn't have wanted to go through this with anybody else. And no matter what happens on decision day, we'll always have that. And both Clara and I are like, huh, that sounds a lot like you're trying to make the best out of a situation that you're going to get out of really sounds like reflective of a time that you know is ending. <laughs> and I'm glad that Clara felt some type of way about that because I did. And so she says, can we talk about decision day in a more positive light? And then she gets up and walks away. And much like the Jacob situation, I don't know if there's something that I missed, but we never really address that again. From what I recall, the last, the next thing we see, they're in bed and she's got her head in his lap. Why did we not address her walking off? What happened there? Let's break the fourth wall, honey. I want to see some unseen footage. Anyway, moving on to Brianna and Vincent. They go to dinner. <laughs> Another um, interesting outfit choice made from this couple. Um, Vincent's wearing, you know, like a pinstripe blue uh, and gray suit jacket. He's got this gray turtleneck. He's got the white and blue lined handkerchief. He's looking like he's about to do an Instagram photo shoot, you know, standing in front of somebody else's Mercedes. And 
you know, the caption's going to be something about how we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Hashtag rise and grind. You know what I mean? He's got to watch, but it's like filtered. There's there's a lot of filters happening to make it seem like it's more expensive than it is and not something that he got with Cole's cash. You feel me? Um, Brianna is dressed like she's about to go on the Judge Mathis show. You know, like she was dressed like somebody who doesn't usually have to dress up and she's giving like Mrs. Business casual. It was confusing. There was a blazer and like a white button up. And that was, there was just something about the fit that was very odd to me. And then she had a, like a belly chain. I mean, it was like a waist chain. It wasn't a belt. It was like a silver chunky little chain around her waist. It was confusing. It was confusing. Anyway, Brianna says, what were they eating? Did y'all see what they were eating? Was that chicken? It was something like in a display. It was like fancy, but I could not figure out A, how to eat it and B, what it was. It appeared to be chicken, but it wasn't shaped like chicken. It was kind of shaped like a rack of lamb. But it looked like I was confused. I would like to know. I might have. (laughs) See, I was just saying, like, I don't even want to look back to see what those people's names are. The friends names are. But I do. I am tempted to look back and see what restaurant they went to. Because I I just need to know what that was. Maybe I'll find that. Um, So Brianna says, you know, I feel like we're not we're starting to not shield each other's feelings anymore. And Vincent says, you know, I feel like one of my downfalls is that. I get overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed, I shut down. And when I shut down, I have a bad attitude. And sometimes I can come off as an asshole. And Brianna says, you know, I did notice that your demeanor changed when I brought up the organization conversation. And Vincent says it's hard for him to ask for help. But Brianna says, you know that you can ask me for literally anything. I am happy to help you. And she says, I want you to feel comfortable coming to me for anything and to not hold back. And then she brings up the fact that him calling her bossy or the fact that she was bossy or the fact that people referred to her as bossy was a turnoff. She says, it made me feel sad because I don't ever want anything about me to be a turnoff to you. And that was honestly like my toughest moment in this whole process because I feel like it's a characteristic that I don't see changing about myself. And also I don't think it's bad, but I do understand that we grew up in two different ways. And however, I had an issue with the way you worded that specifically, you know, the turnoff term. So Vincent says in the past, he's been with people who are bossy and it didn't work out for him, but he understands that Brianna is trying to work on it, even though she specifically, just said that it's a characteristic that she doesn't see changing about herself. But, um, so that seems like a problem. Seems like something they should circle back on because she was pretty clear that she was not going to be working on that. (laughs) Vincent. Okay. Um, in a confessional, Brianna says, I just need Vincent to accept me for who I am. Otherwise this is not going to work out. True. Uh, moving on to, Haley and Jacob, uh, really nothing to talk about. Before they sit down for dinner, Haley says in a confessional, she's planning on being open and honest with Jacob tonight. 
the crux of their conversation is basically them agreeing that they're going to probably try and stay together and say yes on decision day because they're tired. They're tired of being single and they don't want this to be a failure. So that's it. (laughs) It's truly, really all that they were talking about. I mean, at one point, Haley says that the experience has both been really long and also times very short. And the past week has gone really fast. And um, in a confessional, Jacob says it's really hard to pinpoint how he's feeling at this moment because everything's been a bit of a roller coaster. And, um, you know, that's not a good feeling because he doesn't think anybody really wants to get divorced. And so Jacob asks what Haley's gotten out of the process. And she's saying, you know, I've been able to figure out how to communicate better. Um, I think that I can dissect things a little bit better. And, you know, the therapy, I've been really taking a shining to. Maybe I could be a therapist now. Jacob's, you know, rolling his eyes and seems generally skeptical of what she says. Nothing new there. Haley asks him how he feels. And Jacob says, you know, I've learned about patience under pressure and Also, I admit that my fashion sense is not great, okay? (laughs) Um, Haley says, you know, I think that the exercise we did with uh, on our couples retreat that Dr. Pepper gave us of writing letters to each other in which we give each other's compliments, I think that experiment came right on time for us. And Jacob's like, I think you're right. I agree with you. And I hope we can ride this positive wave into... Decision day. And let's see what happens. And in a confessional, Haley says she doesn't want to get divorced. So that's really it. There's really no love between them. It's just a decision that they've made to make it work because they don't want to be single. And that's not romance, but... Uh, there we go (laughs) okay moving on to virginia and eric's dinner so they're all dressed up eric does a cheers to them and says you know i love spending time with you every day and in a confessional he says i'm absolutely gonna say yes on decision day so back to the dinner he is laying it on so thick so thick and he's saying, basically, just so she'll say yes. He's like love, love bombing the shit out of her at the very last minute. <sighs> he disgusts me. So <clears throat> he starts talking about like how infectious her smile is, and you know I want to be around it all the time, and you know I just love you so much. And he almost, he starts getting like <laughs> fake emotional. <laughs> about it and you know i've been looking at this for looking for this for such a long time and uh, not a tear not a single tear okay not a one (sighs) he probably poked himself in the eyes just so it could rustle up some sort of you know just tear like a welling up of a tear but nary nary one fell down that pale little face of his okay let's just be clear about that so then he says you know When you find somebody like this, you don't want to lose it. Like I said, love bombing the fuck out of her. Virginia, MVP of this dinner for not taking it. She's looking at him like, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm. That's very nice. I'm not reciprocating any of this. And by the way, I have concerns. And my biggest concern 
is that we have a very big difference on how we view marriage and how Eric has these standards and standard views on how he views marriage and how they have not been able to find a middle ground on that yet. And in a confessional, Virginia says, I am in no way, shape, or form under the impression that if we both say yes on decision day, that it's going to be easy after this. To be clear, we have issues that I think are pretty big and they come up all the time. (laughs) So there are lots, there's a lot of things for me to think about in the next couple of days. So Eric starts talking about how he trusts Virginia beyond belief, but because of his past, and then he, he laughs like, you know, because of my past, <laughs> um, you know, like, I just don't want to be disrespected. His face, y'all, completely changed. When he says, I just don't want to be disrespected, it was wild. And I encourage you guys, like, I rolled that back three times and was like, whoa, because the way his whole mood shifted from you hang the moon, your smile is so infectious, and I just want to be around it all the time, to I don't want to be disrespected. Like, I'm not even kidding. It really looked like he, if they were alone, something would have happened. Like, it was scary. Like, palpably unnerving. Um, He brings up the fact, you know, that she has guy friends again. And, you know, every time, just so you know, like, every time I get a text, I show them to you. Like, who's texting you, Eric? That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) You're, You're showing her everything because there's nothing to show. I bet there, you do not, I mean, you've already said men and women cannot be friends. So you, you don't have girlfriends. So what does it matter? That means nothing. Um, and you know, I just expect the same from you. And then he says, I have items. Okay. And then Virginia smiles and says, you know, I think you should maybe give me a list of all these items that you have. (laughs) Love her love it so then eric says you know i would never tell you what you can and can't do it's your life but if you want to respect me then you'll just do a couple of these things to maybe help me out you know and virginia says oh i think that's a part of our issue is how we view what is respect and that's a bigger conversation that we need to have so eric says he just wants to know those things and that she feels are disrespectful, right? Like, he keeps saying, like, I would do this for you. I want to know if you feel disrespected, but do you? Because she barely called you out on the way to Hilton Head, and you were like, don't talk to me that way in front of the cameras. You know I don't like that, and you know I talked to you about that. So you really don't like to hear when you're disrespected. You really don't. <laughs> Because you think you're perfect. Let me tell you something, Eric. Okay? I I don't need to say it, okay? Um, And he says, you know, like, I would want to know if if I'm doing things that you feel are disrespectful. And, you know, if you care about the person and you want to make things work, you would at least do those things and take them into consideration. And then he starts love bombing her again. 
and says, I want you to know that I've never loved anybody as quickly in my life as I have you. And, you know, I wouldn't have wanted anybody else but you, whatever. I mean, manipulation 101, gaslighting and emotional abuse right in this dinner, right in this dinner. Um, so Virginia then asks Eric, do you believe in soulmates? And then she says, you know, I'm just curious because I feel like at one point you probably thought that your ex-wife is your soulmate. So do you think that it's possible that there's only one or do you think that there are multiple? And he's like, I did. I definitely did think that my ex-wife was my soulmate when we were together. I don't feel like I think that now. And uh, he's like, I was wrong. I was wrong. And so Virginia says, well, I do believe in fate, but I don't necessarily believe that there's just one person out there for you. I don't believe that you can just have one soulmate. And Eric starts shaking his head, like nodding and rubbing his ear. And you can just tell that he's self-soothing so he doesn't lose his mind in this restaurant. He's really dark. Very dark. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right. So all the nightmare dates are done. Everybody comes home. In a confessional, Clara says, it's clear that Ryan's holding back on me, holding back from me sexually and emotionally. And that's a difficult thing to think about. But rather than dwelling on it, I'm just going to enjoy our last night together. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Clara puts her head on Ryan's lap. Probably there's a joke in there. Okay. I'm not going to make it. But, uh, you know, she starts talking about how She's really talking this situation up, really being more optimistic than she needs to be. Considering last time we saw her, she walked off from him. So she's like, you know, I'm just looking forward to tonight and then tomorrow. I'm going to get a lot of sleep. And then the next day we'll be together forever, right? Husband and wife, Ryan and Clara forever, right? In a confessional, Ryan says, you know, that we both put everything we have into this marriage. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> Seems like there are a couple things that you could have put inside this marriage, right? But, um, <laughs> okay, well, moving on. Um, so, you know, but the cup in the next couple days, he has to make the biggest decision of his life. And it's a 
bad it's like a, a high octane scenario and there's really no way of sugarcoating that well finally finally we're not sugarcoating anything ryan thank you he tells clara you know it's been a challenge it's been a long eight weeks and he's just gonna spend his last night reflecting on where they've been past and the future okay um brianna and vince get into bed this was very weird <laughs> very weird so they get into bed and brianna says i thought you had a surprise for me and he's like i do she's like is it a good surprise he's like yes i swear she's like is it a really good surprise like is it cheesecake good and he's like yeah for sure so he makes her close her eyes now granted for y'all who don't know brianna has braids she has long there's micro braids so she closes her eyes he takes out a pair of scissors takes one of her braids tells her to open her eyes hovers that scissor around that one of her braids and then snip (laughs) and she's like what (laughs) what can (laughs) and this is like well I thought she wanted to take your hair down and she's like uh not right now (laughs) and so he's just holding this end of the braid that he just cut in his hand and is like oh shit what the fuck was that (laughs) even if he was trying to do a good thing of I'm gonna help you take your braids down my beautiful black queen okay why did he think that she was gonna do that right before bed and also in bed. <laughs> it was so weird. I mean, she didn't really get mad at him. She's just like, I didn't mean for you to cut it right now. And he's like, he's so embarrassed. <laughs> like, this would be the time, Vincent, that you should be embarrassed. Not all those other times. It was such a weird scene apropos of absolutely nothing (laughs) and there really was no resolution like is she gonna go into decision day with 90 full braids and then one 80 percent braid what the hell was that (laughs) that's so weird uh moving on nothing about Haley and jacob really to report as usual next um then virginia and eric are at the house and you know, she says she feels like sometimes they get caught up in their issues and their drama. So it's nice to just have a night for them. And Eric keeps talking about how, you know, I want to do this a lot more, like have this alone time with each other. And, you know, like, I understand you want to have time for your friends too, but I would like to have more alone time, a completely reasonable thing to say. Um, Virginia starts talking about how they need to find a way to communicate and acknowledge their issues without fighting about them. And Eric says, it's really just about understanding our issues. And for some couples, it takes an eternity to figure that out. But I feel like, in my mind, six and a half weeks, where we're at is not bad. And I know that I still want this. And in a confessional, Eric says, I know that... Virginia is who I want, and I hope that she feels the same. 
So Virginia brings up the moving situation and says, you know, this is not really a great situation. And Eric says, if you can just be okay with staying at my place after your lease goes up, I will put my place up as soon as I can. And then he says, you know, it might take a little time, but I promise to do what you want and I will do whatever ever I can to make sure that you feel comfortable and like, I'm not just saying that. And Virginia says, we'll see. <laughs> so we see everybody leave. I think all the guys left the apartment. So the women stayed at the couple's apartment. So Vincent leaves the apartment and he's packing up his stuff and he goes, nice knowing you. And Brianna is sitting in bed is like, what do you mean by that? And he says, well, he didn't say anything. He just shrugs and walks out. And so in a confessional, she's like, <laughs> Well, now I don't know what to think because he just literally just left. This is what I was saying before is that they tried to drum up a little bit of like, will they, won't they before decision day? But you know, he's not leaving her ass. Come on. I mean, if anything, he just cut a black girl's hair on camera. He can't divorce her now, can he? (laughs) Like, I'll be damned if you touch my hair, cut it and divorce me. No, we're going to have to fight. We're absolutely just going to have to box. Um, Ryan starts packing his things and in a confessional, Clara says she hopes that they're on the same page and in the best case scenario, they continue on and start a family and she's kind of like on the wave of Haley and Jacob dating in your late twenties is hard. And she says, I don't want to have to go back to that straight up. (laughs) Ryan says, you know, I'm not basing my decisions on just a moment or a day and you know, I'm looking at the full scope of the relationship. Like, yeah, dumbass, so is everybody. You you think you're the only genius who was thinking about the entirety of your relationship instead of what, yesterday? Duh, Ryan. Anyway, um, Haley in a confessional says, you know, weirdly enough, I feel like we're finally in a good place and that's crazy. I I agree, Haley. That is a crazy thing to say. (laughs) And then Jacob says he basically just wants to try and to work on this because he's 38, about to be 39. He does not want to be 40 and still dating and ending this relationship would be a failure in his mind. The thing that I have not been saying this whole season that has been happening with Haley and Jacob is the music composition that they've been using with their like um, quote unquote good times is that they really like try to do these sweeping songs about how we're getting together and everything is working out and they're not even making eye contact usually it's just like they're trying to create a moment (laughs) the moment's not there they're literally not even talking to each other in this moment where they're like doing this romantic interlude they're just playing with the dogs and then jacob leaves and he doesn't even take his dogs with him he just walks out He doesn't take anything with him, in fact. Now that I think about it, he just leaves. Mm. Anyway, uh, we're ending the episode with Eric and Virginia. In a confessional, Eric says, I feel like we're on the same page with a lot of things, but in terms of our level of feelings, I think that I have a little bit more going there than Virginia has for me. And I don't know where she's at in some aspects. Good. Good. I'm glad that he feels insecure about this. So Virginia asks if she thinks, she asks Eric, do you think that we started making strides in terms of what we both want out of a relationship and a marriage and our goals? And Eric says, I definitely do. And I feel good about where we are and where we're going, but there are still things that 
I'm going to need to tell you and, you know, I need to get those written down if I need to in terms of what I expect. And Virginia says, I just don't really like that you use the word expect because it makes me feel like something has to happen versus you having something that you want. (laughs) Thank you, Virginia. Um, She says, you know, I have concerns about the things that Eric expects out of his wife and we have to work through that. And then we end the episode on Virginia saying, I've never had this amount of anxiety and stress going into like ever. I've never felt this amount of anxiety and stress. And now we're going into decision day. And this is why I need to take a step back and think about what I really want and be selfish in this moment. And I'm still thinking about what I want to do because I'm not going to waste my time on something that I don't feel is going to go anywhere. Woo. So we'll see you guys. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for some retribution. I'm ready for him to say yes. This would give me everything y'all. I want him to say yes and like get down on one knee and give her an engagement ring and for her to be like, no. And then I want him to go like, Full, expose himself, Hulk smash, table flipping, crying. I would love to see him cry and like pee his pants at the same time. That would make me laugh. Okay. With that, you guys, we'll be back next week for decision day. <sighs> what should I talk about my predictions? Okay. My my true predictions and not just what I hope, this is what I actually think is going to happen. I think we're we will be seeing P- Chris and Paige. Something in my mind, something deep within me makes me feel like Paige is going to admit that like once she left, he started texting her again and they got back together and they're happy family. I feel that. Um, I think Haley and Jacob are going to say yes, not because they like each other, obviously, just because they don't want to be two flops that are out here in these streets again. Ryan and Clara, I want Clara to say no, but I think it might be Ryan that says no. I think if they, I'm 50-50 on whether or not they'll both say yes, but if one of them says no, I think, ooh, because I could see Clara saying no. No, I can't. I think if one of them says no, it's going to be Ryan. Um, Hoping... I really think that Virginia might say no. And who else does that leave us with? Brianna and Vincent, obviously two yeses. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to leave me a five-star review on Apple podcasts, please do so. It is a great, great help to me. Um, have a great weekend, y'all. Bye.